Now, in all honesty, I was wanting to put out this um, Sick Palette Summer Six Pack list like in September when we finally are able to 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 still be gracious about fall since it's supposed to only start turning up, right? September 21st. However, here in Austin, Texas, on Monday, August 22nd, the weather is low 90s, high 80s. It's just downright pleasant. And I wish it weren't so. I wish we still had one more month of unbearable heat. One more month of summer. You know, I just... I, I need it to cope with these waning temps. And, and that was the kind of, um, that, that's the kind of consistency I was, I was at hoping we can, we can last. I understand climate change is real. Uh, the world is literally always on fire somewhere. Uh, there's just a, there's like a whole lot of bullshit happening every other week. But this, this was one of those things that I was holding on to. One more month of summer was what I was hoping we would have. Now I'm still going to push through and try to keep, try to keep a summer vibe going until September 21st. But this as your number one weather podcast, I want to let you know, y'all, I am deeply worried about my last month of summer. So so maybe in a way, it's good that we we talk about this list, we get this list out of here, because maybe that means I can have one more month of um, dipping into that metaphorical cooler and getting some of these wines. Um, so let's get into it. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shree there. Uh, so today we're going to do the podcast in essentially two sections. First section is we're going to um, talk about this summer list of wines. In the second half, we're going to be talking about a wine I have been really excited about. Um, I had it twice already this year, and and it... I. In a way, in a way, it is it is good that we're putting to bed the idea of quote unquote summer wines. Not meaning, listen, you should drink these wines all year round, but um, the the wine I'm going to talk about on the second second half of the podcast definitely it's it feels it feels like red sauce, and I, I don't want to talk about fall. I don't want to talk about winter. Uh, but I would rather rename that whole dreary time in our lives as just red sauce season. Uh, that's when you take all your fall, I mean, all your summer tomatoes and just make a shit ton of red sauce. Red sauce for the colder months, okay? Red sauce so we can have lasagnas. Red sauce so we can have ragouts. Red sauce so we can have... Um, Actually, quite literally anything. Oh man, red sauce so we can have some lal mas. Um, yeah, red sauce, man. 
All right. Uh, let's get into this list. So the sick palette summer six pack. This was an idea um, that was actually it's not my idea. Okay, <laughs> at all. It's just a really good idea by my friend uh, Ben, who's going to be a, a future guest of this podcast. Um, and you know he he said let's let's come up with a list of like of just like a six pack and I was like oh okay yeah yeah like a sick palette six pack and then I was like well what if we do it by seasons the only two seasons we recognize now as you know is just summer and red sauce so let's say that (laughs) quote unquote at the end of red sauce season which I'm just going to say around like the beginning of March we do another we do another like six pack and we just do it twice a year so these are wines that not only are super drinkable um, in summer, but are just something that I feel like if you did get each one of these together, you could throw a really badass dinner party. You can you can sort of make make a whole insane meal with all of them. They complement each other. Um, they they are all great when they're chilled um and they and they sort of they sort of let you have your your favorite summer foods you know this is this is stuff that's going to go really well with cold salads ceviches um my favorite poolside treat ruffles ranch chili oil that sort of thing you can have it by the pool you can have it you know, with a beautiful outdoor steak dinner. Like that's that's the kind of six pack I wanted to build. Um not all of it is wine. Well, actually only just one of them isn't really. Well, technically. Not all of it is actually none of it is traditional. <laughs> but we don't we don't really cover a lot of traditional wines here anyway, so I think you guys you guys will be very familiar um, with the list. I'm going to go from, from an order I would like to drink it, but essentially, you know, feel free to mix it up. Feel free to explore one or all of these um, in whatever order you like. So let's get started. The first, the first one on the list is going to be um, Big Salt 2021. Uh this is the big salt OG regular, you know, white wine, co-fermented white wine bottle. I loved, loved um, the big salt uh, orange wine, rosé wine, that blend. It was something really special. Um, but for this particular six pack, this particular white wine it it just fits so perfectly. So it's from Oven Wines. It's from Oregon. It's co-fermented, meaning even though it's different grapes, it's not a blend. It's not like they made, you know, um, wine from three different grapes and then they decided to blend until they they got something they liked. This is all fermented kind of together um, at different times too, but they sort of made this mix um, together. So it's a co-fermentation. 
Um, it sits right at 12.9 ABV and this is how I would want to open like a big summer dinner is with big salt. It's something that you can have with food. It's something that you can just sort of drink on its own as like maybe like a, a little like aperitif situation. It's clean and at the same time, um, it's not boring. It's not one of those white wines that feels like, wow, that's really clean and sort of like delicious on paper and I'm happy with it. This is something that's going to still like stick in your mind without like overstaying its welcome. So Big Salt 2021, that's number one. Number two, number two, we go from a bottle of wine to a juice box. Um, Lucky Dog Sake made by, um, it's Maneki Wanko's uh, Lucky Dog Sake and it's a 13.2 ABV from Hyogo, Japan. It is something first off. Honestly, honestly, some of the best packaging. Every time I see this particular uh, sake juice box uh, sitting at the corner of one of my favorite wine stores in South Austin, Brody Park Market, it's really hard for me not to be like, let's just put a couple in the cart, you know? Um, it's, it's a serious sake in a very unserious packaging. Um, perfect for poolside. Uh, honestly, perfect for a first course situation if you just want to like get a little playful. Just like juice boxes around like a big patio table. I'm into it. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit stronger than your big salt. Um, and it gives you, it gives you a, something to chew on. It's chewier. It is, um, definitely has a lot of tang on it. Um, but also it, it sort of leaves you, it, it kind of gives you something heavy to sip on for a second. And then, and then it's gone. It's like, a strong presence, but not a unwelcome presence. The third bottle, guys. Third bottle is going to be um, from Cincinnati. Fruit Blood Boy Toy Pet Nat. I love Fruit Blood. Also, they have um, they have the distinction of not only being... Well, actually, technically... I'm going to take that back. There is technically maybe another a another um fruit fruit wine kind of from another company. So let me let me sit on that sentence for a second. Uh but let's just talk about Boy Toy. Boy Toy is super super fun. It's a pet nat with uh made by like let me let me look at this little sheet here. Uh, 0.75 tons of peaches to one, uh, to 0.15 tons of, um, French Columbard and Alberino grapes. It is sitting right at 10.8 ABV. It is briny as all hell. This is made for some fresh seafood. It is oysters, oysters, oysters. It is something where... I want something to be marinated completely in lime juice 
And I just have like a very cold glass of this pet nat. Super delicious. Super on the savory side while giving you floral peach. Um, fruit blood boy toy. Truly just, just an incredible bottle. Uh, the fourth, fourth one here. Listen, we cannot go <laughs> talking about summer wines Uh, especially this summer, I felt was dominated by this region, Um, which I did not think it would be. I I am someone that doesn't, which I know is very strange. I'm just not necessarily always looking. um, I don't need to have a French wine, except, except I do now. I do now. A whole valley captured my heart this summer. Uh, Loire Valley, um, and they think that uh, a little grape, especially from Loire. Loire. <laughs> this is the same problem I have with vulnerable. Loire, Loire, Loire Valley. Um, a grape that comes from that particular valley. Sometimes it's called Melon. Sometimes it's called it, or uh, the wine is Muscadet but it's made by Milan grapes. Damn, I'm getting better at this. Not good, better. Uh, this is, I think, the only single varietal on um, this list, and that is, of course, uh, Bandelouve, Gang of Wolves. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect name. I'm mad that I don't have I don't have a reason to have something called Gang of Wolves. It's just, it's just hard as hell. Um, 12.5%. This is a, a still bottle. And it, it is absolutely some of the most refreshing and heady wine I've ever had. This is... Um, this is the wine that made me uh, look for more of these, these kinds of grapes. And this, this really started my, like, for real love affair with Loire Valley this summer. I wish I could say it. Loire. When I do that, it's, it's fine. Loire Valley. Okay. All right. We're fine. We're fine. We're good. Uh, 12.5. Uh, ABV, uh, it's going to be smooth, it's going to be cold, it's going to be clean and citrusy as hell. This is just pure lemon. Um, it's just, it's really pleasant without, without feeling like, have you ever met a human? Yeah. Have you ever met a human that was really pleasant, but you would never call nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're a pleasant person, but you wouldn't describe them as nice. Nice, for me at least, when I'm saying like something is nice, it means I have nothing else to say about it. Or a person. If someone was like, hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, person X? And all I was like, oh, they are nice. It means there is nothing really to say past that. But if I said, they are very pleasant, you're like, oh, okay. 
I can be around them. Yes, you can be around them. In fact, you want to be around them. Ganga wolves. Strangely enough, a, a sinister name, super pleasant wine. Ugh, now I'm like upset that I still didn't get like I've I've bought Ganga Wolves now I think two or three times this summer. Never enough. We're gonna keep moving on. Um so we we have for the fifth wine, um, another another of my favorite wineries here. Um and we needed to have a piquette. And there was only one piquette this summer that I was very into. Piquette, of course. Some people can, it really kind of depends. Some people consider it just like a very light wine. Some people call it a wine cooler. Some people, you know, it's like wine light, which is also what this wine is called. It's called Free Your Mind Light um, from Wonderwork in LA. Uh, 6.8%. It is a piquette. It's 50% um, Carignan pomace and then Riesling pomace. Um, and then it has, this is where, uh, I, I realized that this fruit blood might not be the only quote unquote fruit, fruit wine. This is a piquette for sure because of the pomace, but it also has, um, ume and, um, hibiscus in this, in this bottle. It is super, super juicy. This is unlike a lot of the other wines we just talked about. You're not going to get, you're not going to get a, a sort of dry or clean finish. For Your Mind is actually kind of the opposite in the best way. For Your Mind light, stick, it'll stick with you. It's something that is, um, I don't want to use the word funky. I feel like when people talk about funky in wine or cheese, we got to find a different word. I'm over funky. It just, it's too generalized. I have, it, it can mean a numerous amount of things. And I just don't think it has, it has any meaning anymore. Maybe that's also something instead of calling people nice, since I've just said that's my tell. They're funky. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a nonsense like term. Oh, what does that mean? I just, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't want to say funky. It's got tang for sure. It's got tang. It's, um, it feels like there's a shit ton of electrolytes in it. It's wine Gatorade. Okay. Um, in fact, there's, there's definitely like, if you do have it, and I've, I've had this experience before, if you have it post run, you might forget that you're drinking an alcohol. <laughs> so that's why I also like it kind of fifth on this list because, you know, let's say you're just having like a psychotic dinner party with all of these wines. You're going to need like a little moment, a little piquette moment to just be like, all right, guys, let's take it easy. This is with your amuse-bouche. You know, this is right before you hit dessert. This is, this is sort of just like, hey, let's just reset. A little bit of piquette here, just to hang out for a second. Um, it's it's something that I always wish I had more of. Um, it comes it comes in a really fun bottle, and um, 
for your mind when it isn't light is also an incredible bottle. So I love, I love having something where it's like, oh, I'm summer ready with my free your mind light. Um, and then the last, this is the only, only winery on this list that made this list twice, um, which surprised me because if you said in the beginning of this summer season that I was going to have two of these on my like definitive summer list, not because they're not great. It's just like, as someone who, who wants to learn more about wine or, or someone who's very interested in wine, um, maybe it would make more sense for me to start with more classical flavors or classical wineries. And, um, they just, they just really sort of wowed me, um, and really kind of opened my eyes of what, what we can be looking at um, in the future, the future of winemaking. And it's also, this is just, this is my favorite bottle I tried this summer. And that is Fruit Blood Love Bite. It's made with 1.76 tons of cherries plus 1.1 tons of the Columbard grapes hits you right at 9% ABV, so still in that low alcohol range. It is bliss. It is singular in taste. So even though it is a blend of cherries and grapes, it tastes like a slice of cherry pie. That's what they say on the website for sure, without the sweetness. It is so luxurious. It's rich. Um, and it has that lightness still. It is one of the most perplexing bottles I've ever had. And I think if you want to like end the night with this bottle, like that's, that's the way you do it. It, it's really sort of like a finisher. It's a closer baseball terms, right? Summer. I know American sports. I do actually love a lot of American sports. I don't know why I'm saying it like I don't. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, this is your closer. This is, this is, this is somebody to like finish the game. Okay. Fruit, blood, love bite. Truly an extraordinary bottle. Um, and that is, that is my sick palette summer six pack. All of those bottles will fit very well in your metaphorical cooler by the pool with dinner. You just want to have like a, a real zany night. I don't know. I don't know your life. But uh, there is that. So um, in the notes, there will be websites for each of these wines um, with, with the titles and stuff like that if you just need them for reference. All right. We will be back for the second half. So I want to start talking about wines that can fit into this this sort of next next part of the year i i guess a little bit of 2023 red sauce season is going to last until optimistically optimistically the last week of february though as uh texans we are very scared of february now feels like that's always like a deep freeze month uh we just got to be on our toes 
But yeah, optimistically, like the last week of February, first week of March. So when we're talking about a red sauce wine, we're talking about wines that that can sort of bring that big, boisterous energy to anything that you pair with. Something that can stand up to sauces that have been simmering for hours. Something that has a little bit of grip on it, you know? It's, it's not afraid to just sort of leave an aftertaste. Not afraid to sort of just say, I might be more important than whatever else you have going on at the table. I am the star of the show. So the first, the first wine that I want to talk about, um, that is obviously, this is a little bit before, quote unquote, this new season starts. Um, but I think this is, the right, this is the right wine to kind of kick off what kind of wines we'll be talking about until last week of February. And then we're going back to Santa Barbara. We're going back to the first wine company I talked about uh, on this podcast for the Substack. We're talking about Scotty Boy. Scotty Boy is such, it's, it's such a peculiar company in the best fucking way possible. So we are saying, what I love about Scotty Boy is um, Scott Sampler, the winemaker, he makes these wines that are super big, super operatic, super, super just really not afraid to make their presence known, um, unrefined, and it's, an, it's a natural wine. But it, it kind of goes against a lot of what I feel is like the trend for natural wines. Um, sometimes there, there are a few companies and I actually try to stay away from those companies. Um, just, just because there, there's a lot of great natural wine out there. There really is more, more than, um, more than we can cover. But a lot of it, a lot of it just sort of kind of blends into each other. Sometimes because they're all, newer wines um and they all kind of go through the same technique um the labels even kind of look similar you know there it's it just sort of feels like I can't sometimes tell when one new natural wine company begins and another one ends you know when I get it that's like that's like with everything right that I can say the same thing about food can say the same situation about food Instagrams. I'm looking at you, all caps. Looking at you. I, I would like to go on a tangent. You know I don't like to do that here. <laughs> I think what would be wonderful, just beautiful to see, on 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 the food internet is if if a lot of y'all bro chefs can stop talking in all caps it's not a personality it's not a personality i would love this is just 
This is a a plea. It is not as funny as you think. I don't even know. Is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be like, oh, I'm a surfer who's never surfed. I've never used the internet, but I'm I'm savvy enough to use the internet. I, I have no idea where you're going for this. Like, I, I have no idea what what it's trying to convey. Um, and maybe it's just that, like, I'm not a bro chef, so I, I'll just never understand. But it's now been going on strong. I want to say for four or five years, the all caps, somebody's got to bow out. Somebody's got to start saying, you know what? There was a time, there was a time in language that we started sentences with a capital letter and we ended them with periods. Listen, I do a lot of abbreviations. I'm not super formal in my, in my captions, but the all caps, it's like a new natural wine label that I can't tell who made. You see how I segued right back? out of my tangent (laughs) seamless right um yeah scotty boy from the label to the wine um to to the descriptions there i i feel scotty boy is one of one it is it is a company that um that really feels super distinct, super unique, and super, super branded in their voice. Um, so that, that first off is what I love. The branding is, is it, it feels like it is, it is made from the winemaker's perspective. I feel like you get a really good idea of who's making your wine, their personality. Um, and the wine itself, it's super dramatic wine. You just wouldn't expect it. It is, it is something otherworldly. So let's talk about the bottle that we're featuring today. Um, we're featuring um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, and then in parentheses, wait, wait. I was going to say in parentheses, and then I realized I didn't have it up. And then, and then I'm just going to be guessing. Who's coming to dinner? See what I did there? Yeah, guess who's coming to dinner and breakfast and lunch? Um, the bottle that was available to me was still the 2020 vintage. Um, however, I do think that there is a 2021 vintage out there. So this is from the Santa Barbara co- County. Um, 65% Grenache Noir, uh, 35% Grenache Blanc. And um, it's fully carbonic. It's co-fermented. So that means essentially everything was fermenting together. It is not a blend. Um, and the volume, I mean, the alcohol, ABV, 15%. A whopping 15%, which is also very unique, I find, in the natural wine world. This is something that tastes like a a giant, big, old world red wine, um, but like an alien made it essentially. Um, it's it's exactly that. 
super, super complex, interesting changes by the sip. It is something I want with, with like a lamb ragu that I've been cooking all day. It is something I want with, um, in South India, we have, we have a tamarind, a tamarind, I guess a tamarind sambar, that's korimbu. And it's, it's just, it's like, it's murky. It's murky and thick. And sometimes almost the consistency of like a thin chutney. But I want like soups and gravies and sauces that just took all damn day. And we're finally plating it. And then we have a slightly chilled bottle of this. Guess who's coming to dinner? It, that's, that's a perfect pairing. This is a red, this is meant to be a red sauce wine. Truly. Um, does it pass the tamarind test? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What I love about this wine, what I think is so fun about this wine is it, it essentially, I would love to just see it paired with something and it not work. It just, it just sort of has so much going on um, that you can pick up on different flavors with the pairing. In the strangest way, even though it's so distinct, it is something that you can really kind of land on a table and you know it's going to do well. It's a wine that'll do well. Um, so yeah, Scotty, Scotty boy always nails it. I feel like, you know, you obviously you can drink it any time of the year. Um, for me, this particular winery, the wines really stand out like in the cooler temperatures. You still get that like natural wine effervescence. Gives me a little bit of summer nostalgia just in the way it opens. But it can it can like kind of hang out with like big cabs and big reds and things that feel like they're in big heavy bottles, right? And like that dark, dark label. This 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 can be like right next to them. Right next to a lot of the wines my dad likes, okay? It's like, slip this in with a lot of those baby boomer wines and just just see. Obviously, like, the label is way more, you know, newer looking, more contemporary. Um, but, but the wine, the wine, the wine can really stand up to, it, it just can marry, marry all the worlds, I feel. So that's that's my um first first admission into our red wine season. I mean, yeah, I guess red wine season and red sauce season. All right. I think we're all done here. Um speaking of red sauce, we got a lot of red tomato content coming. So we've got the wild fermentation newsletter. That's number 1. Number 2, we've got another day party um episode coming up last day party was all about tomato sandwiches it was super fun um I'm trying to see if I can actually get a video done for for the next day party episode uh also coming up I've got two interview podcasts that are that that have nothing to do with wine but I think it's gonna be super fun um 
one of them definitely is going to be paid. Uh, that is going to be the Bear Review. I highly, highly, highly recommend you do not miss that. It is a good time. If you want to be strategic and use your free trial for a paid subscription, that's the time to do it. Do it. And also, if you're if you're like, hey, let me go ahead and get me a little paid subscription. It's $30 a year, $5 a month if you want to do that. If you're like, hey, Deepa, I am not in that position. Email me. Email me. If you're interested in having a paid subscription, uh, but either of those two options don't really work for you, email me and let's work something out because I want more people to get to get all the like cooler little recipes or episodes, soon to be videos. Um, yeah, I'm going to make it worth your time. All right. Okay, guys, um, I am out of here. Thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope, I hope everyone's enjoying the little bit longer podcast. I'm going to keep this trend coming. All right. I'll talk to y'all later.